I'm Nicole McCants, a psychologist turned business coach for psychotherapists. It was not long ago when I was in solo private practice, seeing way too many clients feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. In 2016, when I became pregnant with twins, I knew I had to scale to a group practice because I couldn't keep working that much. I was sick of hitting the ceiling in my income and knew that the only way to make more money and help more people was expanding my practice. In three short years, I was able to scale it to 55 therapists and multiple seven figures. Once I was able to reach that goal, I had to take it to my peers. I'm here to teach you how to scale your solo practice to a group or take your group practice to the next level. We didn't learn anything about business in graduate school. So I created the Business Savvy Therapist podcast where I share easy to implement, business and marketing strategies so you can help more people, make more money, and have more freedom. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Business Savvy Therapist. I'm so excited to speak to Felicia today. Do you ever wonder what your life could be like one year after you start your group practice. Today, you're about to find out. I'm interviewing Felicia Chang. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Hello. Thanks for having me. Why don't you introduce yourself? Let's start there. Sure. I'm Dr. Felicia Chang. I'm a clinical psychologist in Ontario, and I have a group practice now that I was able to launch with the help of Nicole's program, the Clinic Growth Map, and I'm happy to chat more about that today. Oh my gosh. So excited. Let's rewind way back. (laughs) It is the beginning of 2022. Where were you then before you started my program and where are you now? Yeah, I was just sort of dabbling in private practice, had a few clients that I was seeing with the supervisee, but getting more inquiries that I really had time to kind of put into my schedule. So started to think about growing a practice. So I think I was just sort of in that initial planning phase, but hadn't actually started. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a year later, I can actually call myself a group practice owner. So it's, it's been quite the journey. And how many therapists do you have on your team? Yeah, so now my practice, um, the Ontario Wide Psychology Clinic, has four psychologists and seven social workers. Wow. Uh, so we've grown quite a bit. And we also have an admin now, which has been a huge relief on my schedule. Yeah. And uh, volunteer, so it's great. Oh my gosh. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about how you did this working full-time at a hospital, which you're still at, you were saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So talk a little bit about, so first of all, those of you that are listening, if you're working and you're like, this is just a dream, I'm never going to do it. Let Felicia's story inspire you. It is possible. Felicia, talk a little bit about how you did that, how you built a team with 11 people in it while working full time. Yeah. So I work four days a week at the hospital. So I've got my one kind of designated day and I actually try not to book too many clients that day. So it's really time to work on the business, not in it, which I think I've heard you say before. So Mm -hmm. that's really helpful. (laughs) And then starting my day a bit earlier. So I think I used to kind of just blaze around in the morning and kind of enjoy myself. And now it's really dedicated time, sort of between seven and nine-ish each morning before I start my official work day to really do things for my practice and help build that up. Wow. And it runs. Does it, it sounds like it runs, it must run without you if you're literally working somewhere else while it's running, seeing all the clients. Yeah. It's actually funny because I went on a vacation for the first time and I was so nervous about just not doing anything practice related and it went smoothly the whole week. I didn't do anything that week for the oh. practice. So I'm feeling more and more confident that it can sustain itself without me needing to hundred percent be on all the time. Yes. 
And don't you remember all those moments on holidays? I would do the calculations in my head, all the money lost because I only made money when I was doing therapy, right? It feels so good to just have it all happen. Yeah. I'm really curious, what was your why? Why did you take the plunge? It's a big deal. You had a full life working full time. Yeah, I think it was twofold. So on the one hand, there were more people reaching out than we could help. And I felt badly that they weren't able to find local services. So wanted to build up like a reputable virtual clinic where it wasn't all interns, that we had people who were experienced and knowledgeable in lots of different modalities that could support people. And on the other hand, I think I work a lot of evenings and weekends and just knew that was not going to be sustainable forever. So wanted to be able to have another way to generate income that didn't always rely on me kind of doing that one-to-one work. Amazing. Yeah. You had a really big vision and you wanted more flexibility and freedom. And it sounds like you have that now. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit, was there any frustrations that you went through besides working the evenings and the weekends that taking the plunge really changed some aspects of your life? Yeah, I think I always just felt very lost. Like I kind of knew I wanted to do it, but didn't really know where to start. And there are so many different things you can find online. So it felt really nice to just have like a set time every week that we connected, set kind of guidelines and steps to help move you forward. And that I think when you have a plan just puts you at ease. Oh my gosh. Yes. And before I had like a map to to where to go, I was doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And then I always say, it's almost like making cookies. Just follow the recipe. Don't don't do this cookie and that cookie because you're going to end up with like a big mess. Yeah. Okay. So for a lot of people, they are living your life. They're living your life, the old one where you weren't going on vacations and doing the things, but they're scared. They're scared to make the investment, to make the decision. Like it's a big deal. Like now I'm a boss and now I have these people, right? Tell me a little bit about that decision-making process for you. Yeah, I think I, I sort of learned that you'll never feel fully ready. So you have to just feel that anxiety and nervousness and go for it anyway. And then it really was sort of like when you do CBT on a client, you're like, if the worst case scenario does happen, what will you do? And it's like, if the worst case scenario happens, I'll just figure out a way to solve it. So it was like yeah. having confidence in myself that no matter what happened, like whether it was, you know, investing in something and that not paying it out, that I could re-earn that income. Or if I had to, you know, end a relationship with a therapist, if it didn't go well, that I could do that in a mm-hmm. nice way. So kind of building up my own confidence and my ability to manage any hard things that would come up along the way. I can do hard things. That's like one of my mantras, right? And just remembering. And even for those listening, remembering like an old memory where you overcame that. And what I'm hearing from you too is this sense that I'm capable. I did a lot of schooling. The other piece is you did have a successful side gig, right? Like you were in solo practice that one day a week, weren't you? Yeah. And it was going fine. Like I could have kept that up, but I think yeah. the side gig was worth it to try something different. Yeah. And I think that confidence comes, well, if I can do the solo really well, then I can probably do the group really well. I still remember you asking me this question. I don't know if you remember this, but you had said, Nicole, what if I don't like it? What if I build this really big group practice and I don't like it? And do you remember what I said to you? My answer? Not hundred percent, but I'd love to have a refresh on it. <laughs> you can sell it. You can sell it. Isn't it nice to have an exit strategy in this industry where you're just like, you know what? Now you currently, Felicia, have a revenue generating machine that is running without you. You can literally hang out with your hospital friends and get the pension if you want, right? And then if you ever don't like it, you can sell it. But one year later, how are you liking it? I am enjoying it. It actually makes me remember, I think one of the speakers you brought in about sort of our beliefs and whatnot. 
made me realize that one of my fears wasn't actually just failing, but it was what if it gets too big? Like, what if I'm actually really good at this and then I need a break from it and I have so many people relying on me? And so I think knowing that there are ways to kind of get yourself out at some point, if that's the plan or figure something else out is also really reassuring and taking that step. Yeah. So not not fear of failure, but fear of success. Yeah. And like, can I actually sustain that? And will I, yeah, I guess, will I like it? <laughs> sort of what I had asked. Yeah. About. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm curious your long-term plans. Do you plan on being at the hospital long-term? Let's start there. Foreseeable future. I think many of us younger people kind of joke that for, you know, if you have kids, it's helpful to have that support in those years. So yeah. I think at least until I'm done that phase of my life, I'll be there. Um, but I definitely am really enjoying this part here, meeting so many great therapists as we bring them on to our team. And I've actually learned so much just from them. Like we've expanded into areas that I didn't know a lot about before. So oh, amazing. Can you tell me about that? Like what was surprising to you that you expanded into that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I mean, initially my thought had been just like a pediatric eating disorder kind of clinic and we're so much more than that now. So um, we brought on an adult psychologist and then one of the things that actually is our biggest thing be these ADHD assessments for adults. And that has actually taken over a lot of what we do, not realizing that was such a high demand for that. Yes. So little things like that. We also got a good contingent of trauma therapists now, and that's such a high area of need. So I love learning about what they do and want to make sure I really understand it so I can support them well in doing those roles. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. And I tell people let your hires, your next hire actually come from what the market is saying. What are people asking about? And did that happen to you? So you were getting inquiries and you're like, okay, I'm going to, there's clearly a gap. I'm going to fill the gap. Is that how it went? Yeah. It started off with one person saying, I can do this. Do you want to offer it? So I was like, sure, I'll whip up an extra web page, see what happens. And then the demand for that was so much more than I expected. So it picked my next few hires as I made sure I picked people yes. who were best for me to do that. Definitely. Have you been to a masterclass yet? Let's hang out. I would love to teach you exactly how I grew a seven-figure group practice that ran without me. So you can finally have the freedom and flexibility that you deserve. If you show up live, I will give you a life-changing guide called Three Ways to Increase Your Income This Month. The link to register is in the show notes. See you there. Funny enough, the exact same thing with us with neurofeedback that was not in the plan initially and ADHD for kids. Yeah. And then are you a one-stop shop? So do you see all the populations officially? We're actually just going to launch couples next month. So then we've, I love the idea of a family being able to come and yeah. get all their needs met. So yeah, we're, we're moving in that direction. My favorite thing too, I don't know if you've noticed this. Well, actually, are you still seeing clients on your day off yeah. in private practice? Okay. So you're still which probably we'll talk about that. Maybe you want to let that go eventually. But what I really noticed is I found it frustrating that I was constantly having to refer out and I didn't know if they were going to get good treatment. You know, I would look at their website and hope for the best. But what was beautiful, have you ever had a client where you know it's actually more of a systemic issue that their anxiety has to do with their partner? It's very clear. What was so amazing is they could come in and do that couple's therapy in my clinic. And then our treatment was quantum leaps in terms of their health and their anxiety reduction. So it's just so beautiful. You'll actually notice, I don't know if you notice that yet, but like your actual clients get way better, faster. 
because of what you're doing. Yeah. And it's exactly that. I love having faith in the referrals that we're making now that it's people that I've met, I trust, I know what they can do and yeah. better overall. Yeah. Two questions. So what is your plan? Like, have you thought about when you'll slowly not, like how many clients are you seeing these days compared to when we met? Yeah, it's not too bad. I think there's only maybe four or five that I see. So I think I like that for myself just to keep up and trying out new trainings that I'm learning. And my hope is to take on more supervisees because most of the people I'd hired have been fully licensed, kind of established people. And so obviously needing to pull back a bit to have time for that supervision to help kind of create more capacity and people that I feel really strongly in. Yeah. Do you have a goal of how many therapists you want one day? Yeah, it's funny because I think when we first met, I was like, oh, I just want around eight people and I've surpassed that goal. (laughs) Now I'm kind of like, okay, where is the official stop point? But I've also learned that people come and go. Mm -hmm. So you kind of always need to be ready to fill if someone Mm -hmm. has up. We've had a few people with emergency sort of medical things happen. And I'm more sort of predicting now that at any time someone can leave and I'm just, I've got a good system that I can easily hire and slot someone in. Oh, say that twice, my friend. I love that. Cause a lot of people are afraid. Oh no. What if they leave? But if you have a really good system, it just rinse and repeat, right? So what do you think? Like, does 11 feel good? Or are you thinking, have you thought of a number or you're just kind of going with what is? Kind of going with what is. I think 15 is where I might like officially call it a good time to pause. Yeah. That's your sweet spot. Yeah. Do you remember talking about that? So everyone, let's talk about our sweet spot for a second. It really is. So Felicia, it seems like you're living potentially the dream that you had a year and a half ago when I met you. And then you did the six month program, which is freedom and flexibility. And so for me, I wanted the freedom and flexibility, but I also had a revenue goal. And I know you want to start a family. So you're almost like I was when I got pregnant and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, do things differently. Have you thought of the sweet spot where it's like, it's so it does sound like 15 is going to bring in the revenue that you want without seeing the clients. And then you get the freedom and flexibility. But I'm saying that for everyone, because it's so important not to get Yeah. Just to be really clear on like, okay, where do I just then stop and enjoy life and let it ride, my friend, let it ride. Yeah. I think I took a bit of a pause when we first hit eight and then I was like, oh, I'm capable of doing more. (laughs) But that little bit of time where I was kind of just coasting was such a carefree time in my life. So I appreciate wanting to have somewhere to eventually do that and not have to constantly be hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Coast. Coast. Yeah. I didn't coast for three years because I was in the building phase, but, and, and maybe Felicia, just maybe because you're very ambitious like me, when you really are like, okay, I'm long-term coasting now for 15 therapists, who knows where you're going to be two years, five years later, where you say, oh, back to the building phase. But it is nice that you have this control that you can choose what kind of life you want and how much input you need or output you need towards the practice. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So my last question is, there are a lot of people listening who would love your advice. Like what is your biggest piece of advice for somebody who is scared? They are looking down and they really want to take the leap. And every day they say, today's the day, but they put it off. Yeah. I think I would say, feel afraid and do it anyway. Like I love that. going to push you, right? And it's okay to do that. Um, and if you tell your clients to, then you should model that as well in your own kind of life. Yeah. Do it scared. Do it scared. I was scared. You were scared. I think that some people, they might look at you and look at me and say, oh, well, 
you, you just, whatever, like you didn't feel scared like me. Your life wasn't as busy as mine. But in fact, I had toddler twins at home. You were working full time and we were both terrified, but we just decided to take the step. And I don't know about you, but for me, I just said, I'm just going to like start small. That felt less scary. I'm just going to hire an admin and one person. If I would have thought that I'm going to bring on 55 people, I wouldn't have done it. There's no way. That's paralyzing. Do you know what I mean? But it was like, oh, just like you, it was like, oh, now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do ADHD assessments. And oh, we're offering this. Isn't it beautiful? It becomes bigger than you. It becomes this like evolution. Do you feel that? For sure. And I you know I'm thankful not just for the clients, but also for the therapists. Like I want them to feel like they work in a place where they're empowered to kind of do things. And some of them might go off and start their own practices, but that scarcity mindset isn't really there anymore. So yeah. I'm okay with that, right? I'm thankful that they would have had a good experience before that, that I can maybe be a part of someone's journey and then have another great person to refer to or collaborate with in the future. Yes. And what I'm hearing is the brand becomes bigger than you, way bigger than you. So therapists can come or go, but what is attracting people is the reputation and the brand. Do you see that? So you lose a person, but everybody is still flowing to your clinic and then you just get a new person with that competence. It really yeah. is a system. Yeah. I will say our onboarding process is like everything is templated thanks to you. So we just <laughs> have sent emails, checklists, everything goes out. And it's probably my favorite part of kind of growing the team because it's so smooth at this point. Isn't it? Do you ever get comments? People would comment and say, thank you so much. Not other group practices are like this. And it reduces my anxiety because it's a big deal joining a new team. They're like, thank you for this being so smooth. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Felicia. Thank you for being here. It's been amazing. Like I literally went on your website and I'm just like, wow. And the fact that a lot, almost all of it really is happening. Like you've created a self-operating group practice. You should be really proud. Thanks for being here. Thanks. I appreciate all the help and the chance to follow up. Thank you for listening to the Business Savvy Therapist podcast. I hope this episode was helpful. I would be so grateful if you would share this with a peer or colleague that is wanting to help more people make more money and have more freedom. Make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any new episodes and please do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you in the next one.